What's going on, everybody? DeMarco and Eric here for another episode of Deadlifts, Dogs, and Dad Jokes. Uh, we are here to help you become your strongest self and have some fun along the way. We've got a really cool guest for you all today. Uh, I'm actually very excited to meet this person, uh, even though it's going to be virtually, but I'm super pumped to talk to this guy. He is uh, Team USA for GS-style kettlebell training, uh, which is the Gear Voice Sport, which kettlebell sport, and uh, which we're going to talk about that today. He is strong as a freaking ox. The weights I'm currently swinging, he is pressing and pistol squatting. Uh, so he is an absolute freaking stud. And uh, he's, he's a super nice guy as well. He has a great reputation as a coach and, uh, and as a lifter and athlete. So I'm um, super excited to talk to him about his training and any other stuff that comes up. So let's have some fun. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? How's everything? Hey, going great, man. Thanks for Happy being day. on. Pumped. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And uh, I know, uh, obviously, you and I, we had messaged on Instagram. So this is Eric. Uh, Eric Titu, my colleague, he is also a trainer and a coach. So um, he's my he's my co-host on the show. So I still want you to be, you know, sitting there talking to a stranger on the uh, <laughs> on the like, Zoom. What's this guy here? What's he doing here? Yeah. <laughs> What's going so, on? He's not, not a weirdo. He, he, he's supposed to be here. So. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, it's uh, great to have you on. Re- definitely appreciate your time. And um mm-hmm. uh, so we already did a quick intro, kind of gave everybody a quick blurb on you. I mean, it's very, it was a very uh, abbreviated version of it. So I'm excited to get more into detail as to what you're, uh, what you're into. So um, I'm going to let Eric kind of start off with the first couple questions. Okay. Kevin, so welcome. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so I just want to do, I obviously don't know you at all, so uh just want to get a quick idea of sort of, I, I saw your Instagram of me and Marco were running through that. Uh, I see you're into kettlebells, you do barbell stuff, you know, you're definitely well-rounded. Um, just wanted to get an idea. I know uh, I saw the CFSC on there. I, I used to work for Mike Boyle, strength conditioning, so I know all about that as well. Um, just what what brought you to the field? What's your what's your background? Give us a little, give the audience an idea of where you, what, where you started. Yeah, uh, this all started... At Fishbrick State University, I graduated with an exercise sports and science. And I think I graduated in 2011. From there, I wasn't quite sure <clears throat> where I wanted to take that degree. But the biggest thing is that I knew that my passion was to try to influence people, whether it was just the general population, athletes, whoever it was, just try to affect their life and try to make them stronger. And um, that's a part of my philosophy is just help people deal with stress. Uh, any way that I can, whether it's just be helping them with sports, uh, getting them stronger, just, or just being, you know, a person and just listening to the problems. That's awesome. So you're a strength conditioning coach out of where now? Yeah, currently right now I'm working at the training room. Okay, awesome. that's located in Somerville. Oh, awesome. So you know, you know Mike very well. Um, uh, you work with Mike or no? Yeah, Mike Conway. Yeah, he was. Conway, uh, yeah. I think he came in maybe. Four or five months ago. Awesome. Yeah, great, great guy. Very humble. Yeah, yeah he oh, spoke, absolutely. He spoke very yeah, highly so. of you, man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate it. He told yeah. he basically ordered me to have you on the show. He said you need <laughs> to have Kevin on the show. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like our, our path crossed here and there, but we're always working and we're always like overlapping each other. So yeah. whenever we have a chance, we kind of talk a little bit here and there, but mm-hmm. not, nothing, nothing in depth yet. Love that. When, when did you get the CFSC? CFSC was, I think it was 2017 or 2018. Okay. I, I, after, after I graduated, I did the internship at 2016. Okay. And then I'm there working afterwards for, I think, a year. So it was 2016 yeah. to 2017. And then 2017 till now, I've been working at the training room. Awesome. So you, you know, like Steve Bigelow, Vinny Toledo. Kevin yeah, Collins, um, I mean, those yeah. were like my original like uh, staff members that I, I used to work for and work with. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, I did an inter- internship there back in 2013, so it's been it's been a while. But I, I worked with, with them for a couple of years. I was I, I worked there for I think two or three years. So yeah, they're uh, great folks. They, very um, they they know their stuff for sure. They do, they do, man. Absolutely, I still keep in touch with them too. They're they're great, like you said, great coaches and and. Uh, they they opened a new facility in Middleton as well, so there's, an, there's another facility now. So it's really mm-hmm. so that's awesome. Yeah. So, all right, man, Demarco, what's your what's your question? Any, any yeah. So, um, 
I'm definitely, and I want to, I want to hold this just a little bit longer because this is going to, we're going to go down a fun rabbit hole, which I'm pumped about. We'll, we'll talk about GS training and I'm, I'm really excited to nerd out with young kettlebells, but I see the jerseys behind you and I saw the blurb that your coach wrote about you on Instagram when you did your competition. Um, yep. So you, you played college football? Yep. Yep. Uh, this was from the purple jersey over. It was just from my high school. Um, okay. I was uh, gratefully, or how would you say? I was nominated to go to the Shriners Bowl for the Central Mass. So I represent my high school there. And then afterwards, it was just jerseys from college for the, the next four years. So, Man, that's really sick, man. What, uh, what positions did you play uh, and all that? Uh, when I was in high school, I was kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. I played a Division three college, uh, Division three football at Monty Tech. And um, there wasn't a lot of people there, quite honest. So I was kind of all over the place. Yeah, uh, guard and polling guard was basically my role, and then that was pretty much it in high school. And then when I transitioned to college, I was more focused on DN and um, almost like outside linebacker sometimes. Nice. Okay. Okay. Nice. So you you could you could deliver the uh, deliver the punishment when the when the time came, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that it makes the transition uh, a lot easier when it comes to training with the kettlebells and barbells as well too, and especially what Dan John says, like we got to make sure. When it comes to being an athlete, you got to sw- uh, flip the switch. So yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I, uh, I, I was the kid in high school who I tried out for the football team, and I only lasted two weeks because I just I got hazed really bad and uh, <laughs> a lot of bullying, and I just didn't, I just didn't have that uh, that mentality to deal with that that, yeah. uh, that stuff. But anyway, so I, I went and ran cross country and track. So I did the uh, I did the boring sports <laughs> that nobody all the tracks fun to watch, but no one watches a cross country race. It's like, you know, um, so but it's cool. But I, I love I love watching football. It's it's at every level. It's um, it's super, super fun. Yeah. So um, but yeah, so Kev, the the main thing that I wanted to talk to you about is I know you're you're into like GS style training and you're you're on Team USA which is freaking super cool, man. So what, um, just to kind of give everybody a quick overview, you know, you do the GS style kettlebell training, you're on team USA. What, what, uh, federation is that with? I, um, the organization, I know there's a bunch of them, but the one that I'm affiliated with right now is the IKMF. Okay. Yep. Nice. But, um, the international kettlebell. Yeah. Honestly, I'm like still foundation. Yeah. Um, so I'm not quite sure what the abbreviation was. I looked at it, okay. but yeah, <laughs> no worries. Yeah, no, 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 that's okay. And I, I don't want you to feel like you're being quizzed. It's no big deal. I just, I think that's really, I think that's really, really cool. So is this the, cause I know obviously it's not an Olympic sport. It's not, so it wouldn't be, wouldn't fall under IOC, but this, so this, this is the highest level of, of competition for, for this, uh, for this event, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, I know there's like a bunch of affiliations all over, all over the place. And from talking to a bunch of colleagues and um, a bunch of members within the organization, they were saying that the reason why this cannot be, well, this hasn't become an Olympic sport yet is because there's just so many organizations with so many different rules and, you know, so many people thinking that their rule is better than others. So, Hey, hopefully one day we'll make it, we'll make it into um, the actual Olympics and uh, show everyone what's kettlebell is all about. Man, that would be that would be super super cool. And it's I guess I guess kind of uh, if you look at the other side of the coin, that could technically be seen as a positive, right? Uh, kettlebell training is becoming more and more uh, popular. So the fact that there are a lot of people doing it, and then there's a lot of different uh, federations and organizations. I mean, on the one hand, you could view that in a positive light and say, "Hey, that's really cool." You know, it's just. Like you said, there there are nuanced differences as far as like technique and what what's a, a quote unquote a go rep and what's a what's a no go rep. So that's uh yeah, that's great, man. I I just you know fairly recently learned about kind of the GS style. I've I came up through the the strong first system a couple years ago. You yeah. know, been doing simple and sinister training. So you know, I uh, I'm, I'm way more familiar with the with the strong with the uh, you know the hard style system. But yeah. um, you know, seeing your videos and your coach Fion's, and uh, it's cool. I mean, it looks it looks really neat, and and uh, it looks it looks super super neat. What would you say is kind of the the difference between the the primary difference between the two modalities? Yeah, I mean, I think that question is going to be based off of who you ask. But for me, just yeah. from practice, um, I feel like there's two different styles. Uh, one is like I think everyone always says within strong first is like a one punch one kill. Yeah. 
when it comes to like the GS is almost the opposite, but it's more like a whip style where it's just like conserve, conserve, but when need to, you can be efficient and then execute and then relax and then continue. Cause the biggest thing with this is like, we want to be efficient because of the duration is much more or much longer than um, the hard style, I guess you can say. Besides the five minute snatch test, that's a little different. <laughs> yeah. Because mm. um, yes. yeah, cause I, I started with Strong first, and, and that's actually how I got into the whole kettlebell scene. Mm -hmm. uh, so being able to witness both sides of it is kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, I think that's really neat, man. And I'll, I'll be totally honest. I'm going to admit my, my ignorance on the front end. The very first time I ever saw somebody do a GS style uh, movement was the TSC a couple years ago. Mike and I were actually coaching one. Uh, at the BSC before it closed. And uh, this gentleman came in, guy was super strong. Uh, he was a, he was a stud. And, uh, but anyways, he was doing the GS snatch and I, luckily I wasn't the one counting his reps. It was Mike. Uh, but I was, I was looking over going, Oh God, don't, are those right? Those don't look right. And I just looked and we, and Derek Crystal was there, thankfully. Uh, and, and Mike was counting and he's just like kind of confused. And uh, luckily, Derek's like, no, no, he's good. He's good. I'll talk to you after. Because uh, he's that kind of that 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 whip pattern um, right. and the, the kind of heels coming up and some of the stuff that that conflicts with what we learned at at uh, at the strong first. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine. I was just telling Eric, if if you tried to do hard style for the duration of events that you do, you would die. Your CNS would just be shot <laughs> for like a month, and, man. You'd be, you'd be toast. <laughs> and that's, um, and there's always like, you know, there's always people where it's always on one side of the spectrum and or another, but there's yeah. and me and I you know Finbar, his biggest mission is to try to combine and fuse two combinations into like a hybrid. And to be quite honest, depending on who you ask, you could, you could say that, uh, cause I know, um, Phil asked this question, but we'll, we'll get more into it. But long story short, my concept and my belief is that there's a time and place for everything. So, yeah, no. And, and I love that answer. And I, and I'll be honest, I, the longer I've, I've only been a coach for eight years, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm an expert. I've been you know, decades <laughs> in the game. However, every year that goes by uh, and I meet more awesome people like you and I learn more and more about different training modalities, different styles, you know, different implements the more I realize that I, I really just don't have any idea what the hell I'm doing and I need to continue to keep an open mind and, uh, and just continue to uh, kind of have that growth mindset and learn because there's, there's so much, like you said, I, I believe there is a, there is a place for everything. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on sinister right now, but I, but later down the road, uh, after I go back to my first love, the barbell, uh, I, I would definitely, I'll have to do a session or two with you over, over at TR and uh, have you teach me the way of the GS. Cause it's, uh, it's cool. Definitely want to, definitely want to learn. Um, Eric, I've been talking a bunch, so take, take over, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So all, all good stuff. I definitely, so I'm, I'm a little bit newer to the kettlebell scene. So, uh, I, all the guys at, at BSC Wellington, I was there for a little bit. That's how I know Mike Conway and DeMarco, obviously that's where I met him. So, uh, for me, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm at lifetime in Burlington and, and a lot of, we're actually looking to potentially get somebody in <laughs> to do a kettlebell certification for our, for our group, but we're not really sure. I mean, as far as Obviously, it's got to work for everybody to to get them in. But um, I'm curious for in in standpoint of like programming, like how how do your program how does your program structure look? Like I know obviously depends on the person in front of you, but how how is your program style now? Like what how, how is it organized? Is it uh, pr um, based off of my program or is it based off of people's program and their needs? Yeah, people's programs and their needs. Yeah, like what 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 do you what do you usually how are you usually programming? What's that look like for you now? Um. I I mean, you, you hit it pretty spot on. And, you know, it all depends on their needs, their goals, yep. their limitations. And um, it, it all varies for a lot of people. But it's just for me. Is there, I, is there things you go back to, I guess, is my question. Like, like what, 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 like, what is like a framework look like for you? It always, it always re reverts back to the functional training, right? Because yep. I believe that functional training is so key in life. Absolutely. And from there, depending on their needs, we kind of go towards that route. But if they yep. want more of like an experience of, hey, I want to get stronger overhead pressing, deadlifting. Then we can start veering to all the stuff that I've been learning, like strong first. And then if anyone's crazy enough to want to dive into GS, then well, hey, that's another tool in the tool belt. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So for the audience, what what is GS again? What's that stand for? What's that all about? Yeah. If if I'm if I'm, I think this is how you pronounce it, but Giveroy Sports or mm -hmm. just to, just to uh, make it simple, it's just kettlebell sports. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I was say I'm definitely new to that, new to that term. That's why when, when DeMarco even told me, I'm like, yeah, I'll have to have him explain that just so we, we know what that is, but no, that, that's great. So when did you start with kettlebells again? When did you start? When did you get into your first certification? Yeah. Um, it, I, I, I got to give total props to Derek Chrysler and okay. he was the, um, and I think a lot of you guys know him as well. Too. He's a legend. I love Derek, man. Super, super great guy, super humbling, just very knowledgeable. But he was the first person along with Heidi, and they were co Derek was um, a staff member at the time at the training room. And Heidi was the co owner at the time at the training room as well, too. So when I went there, and you know, kind of like this mentality when I was super, like I would say young, but like 22, 23, graduating college, Mm -hmm. MS. going through the Mike Boyles routes. So I'm like, I know everything, you know, that's how we're all, <laughs> that's we're in that all <laughs> so I'm just like, I know everything. And then when I went to the training room and uh, everyone's like, Hey, you got to learn how to do a kettlebell swing. So when I went there, I was immediately sweating. Cause you know, pressure's on people are looking and technically I was not sound whatsoever. So it all started at that moment right there. Yep. And then any, I mean, kind of even veer forward is there something that you're working on now any future certifications or, or projects yeah. that you're working on yeah i mean um when it comes to the gs style right now i'm just diving into it because as an athlete or i think as a coach i've yeah. always i always i think mike said it if you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room and yeah. i took that to heart so Absolutely. for me i will always remain a student i will never be a master yet because or until i die right but I'm always continuing to learn and um, that I feel like that's the only way for us coaches um, to be better is to understand what we're doing before we even prescribe the exercise to the client or whoever we're working with. Right. hundred percent agree. Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you, man. Same thing. Yeah. I, I feel like you're, you're always learning no matter what, there's never really like what, once you think you know everything there's then, then, then that, that's, that's, that's when it's like, okay, we need to keep learning. Cause obviously you, yeah. you haven't. So um, I, it, same kind of route with me too. When I was at Boyles, I always felt like, I was like, Oh, like I learned from Brendan Rerick and Kevin and stuff like that. And all those guys, and obviously Mike each week. And, um, I was like, okay, like once I got there, I figured I was like, okay, now I know everything. Like once I got done with my internship and then I realized how much I need to know or how much I need to learn. So I was still early stages. And I think now I'm finally realizing, wow, there's so much more to learn. I think the earlier years I was like, wow, I know everything. And then yeah. as the years went on, I'm like, wow, there's a lot I actually don't know. You know what I mean? It's like the earlier stages, you, you know, you're at that stage where you, you think you know everything and you're like, okay, like the, yeah. the, the way I programmed or how I thought about training, I, I was like, okay, I, there's nothing else to learn. And now it's the complete opposite. I'm, I'm, I'm always itching to learn new things. So yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Always stay student. Yep. Absolutely. Anything to add to that Marco? Man, I, I love that sentiment. And that's, that's one cool, really cool theme that's really been pervasive among all of our guests and it is, is that very mindset of you know being a beginner's mind you know always wanting to learn and uh you know being really willing and ready to share your knowledge uh but um in the in the in the vein of, of being uh, in service of, of serving people and serving clients and students and and others and not showboating and kind of showing off with uh with what you do so yeah i lo- i absolutely love all that i'm i'm a huge a huge proponent of that um with that mentality you know, not to get too in depth because I don't want your competitors to to get uh, uh, access to this information and uh, and uh, get the insider info. But generally speaking, for your own self, I'm just curious because I I know so little about GS. What what uh, generally speaking, what does kind of a training cycle look like for you? Like, would say leading up to leading up to your competition. <laughs> so there's um, my main competition that I'm currently working with is um, the um, the patathlon, which consists of five different exercises with a duration of five, six minutes each with a five-minute break in between, right? And within Ooh. this event, you cannot put the bell down unless you have that break period. And those five exercises consist of kettlebell clean, uh, long cycle clean and press, kettlebell jerks, half snatch, and a push press. And when it comes to scoring, and depending on the rep scheme and the weight that you use, you get a total score at the end. And based off that total score, um, you know, a lot of people within this this field, they kind of chase after um, the rankings. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I was able to receive a CMS, which is Candidate of Master Sports. And my ultimate goal is just become like a master sports within this division. 
and just, I mean, hopefully at that point, I know a lot more about uh, the GS style and just, you know, learning at the same time. So that's really cool, man. I, yeah. I looked, I looked at your numbers and I yeah. re-looked at your numbers and then I re-looked at them again uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't fathom the fact that for six minutes you cleaned a 40 kilo bell. Yeah. Um, and obviously I'm, I'm sure you switch arms whenever, whenever you need to and everything, but you, so you, you're, you're cleaning a 40 kilogram. So that's an 88 pound kettlebell for right. six minutes. Yep. Six minutes. That's amazing. Wow. So, so Eric, that's, that's the weight that just a few months ago, um, I was training on, I was training and yeah. testing on for, for simple and sinister. So I was swinging and, and doing get ups with it. Not, not, over, not, not overhead pressing that. Not overhead pressing. I, I could do it, but I could do maybe one, one or two. Reps. One, yeah. 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 You showed me, well, I was saying at the beginning of this segment, DeMarco, you showed me some of his videos. So I was like, I didn't know who you yeah. were either. So I, he was showing me some of your clips. I'm like, damn, like the, you were pressing fast overhead too for that much yeah. weight. I, I laughed. I laughed so hard. I, I've been messaging Mike all week about about having you on the show, and he's been telling me about your training and everything. And I, I saw the video of you doing the pistol squat and the press that's with the forty eight. And I, I look, I look over, and I realize, shit, that's the weight I'm training with. I'm swinging this thing, and it's, <laughs> I'm pressing it. <laughs> I was like, man, that's awesome. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure Kevin can tell us it, it's baby steps. It takes time to build yeah. that. I'm sure you didn't start there, so. Yeah, yeah, um, 100%. You know, like, within social media, everyone always wants to see, like, the cool stuff. But Of course. I'll tell you right now, if you took my phone, you looked through the camera rolls, you're going to see a lot of failures and a lot of lower reps yeah. leading to those moments. But yeah. It's the highlight reel, right? Like, the Instagram's all about the highlight reel. No one shows yeah. the poopers or the mess-ups or not. I say no one. A lot of people don't. Most people don't. So, But yep. people, people don't see what's behind the scenes, which um, – do you know who Ben Bruno is? Yeah, I love him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I haven't met him personally, but I know he started with Mike Boyles and yeah, yeah very knowledgeable. Yeah, I, I was lucky enough to be there. So 2013 was around the time he was actually about to head out to LA. So I kind of, I, I got the end end of Ben Bruno, I guess the end of the era, but man, he was awesome. Even just like the short period of time I, I was you know with him, I guess I was, so I was in North Andover and that's where he was yeah. at that Boyles. And uh, she is like, he used to video, he would video all his lifts, like whether they were good or bad. I would see, you'd see a little bit of everything, but he was talking about being consistent. It was, you know, yeah. literally daily. He was, he, he was always doing like challenges, you know, like he would always have like these crazy challenges for himself, for his clients, whatever else. But you I, I talk about always learning, you know, he was, he was doing a lot of writing at the time too. Um, I'm not sure how much he does at T nation or stuff like that now, but he was big into that stuff. And even when, when I was there, I saw the the end part of it. Cause I, again, he was on his way out, but, he used to come back and visit and like get, get some lifts in, but I didn't realize how big he'd become. I guess it's, it's, it's crazy. Again, talk, talk about just, just putting the work in and, and being yourself. That's what he is. And it's, yeah. Uh, just to see his, his list of, you know, list of clients he trains. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, so. the biggest takeaway from what you just said was like the key word is consistent, right? Consistent. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Wherever you want to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, is I'm sure like you have aspirations to do things. Like you said, if you're not consistent with it, then then what's that going to do for you? You have to continue to strive for wherever you're, wherever you want to go, you know, wherever that may be. So. Yeah. Consistency is key. That's the yeah. secret to it. Yeah. And, and everyone thinks like, what is it? Uh, success leaves clues, right? So it's like, you know, if, if you're, if, if assuming you're consistent with things, and, and and you just stick to what your guns are and and, and can continue to get better, I guess, more or less, and learn. Then you'll hopefully learn from your mistakes if you know over time and and fail forward and then get to your get to your end result. So, yes, a hundred percent. You know, um, it's all about trial and error in life, right? Sometimes right. Work, sometimes you fail, but then like you look at the, the pros and cons, and you kind of have to learn from that. So, right. Right. Yeah. I look at it too with, 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 with failure, you know, even to the audience, it's like at the time you might not have thought, you know, you might think that something is quote unquote a failure, but in reality that that's where you wanted to be at that point or, or what you want or what you were striving to go for. So it's not a failure necessarily. It's just learning from you know a, a past situation really more or less. And you continue to just do that over and over again. So there's really like, I, I guess, cause if, if you think of it as a failure, sometimes that'll stop you. You have to think of it as like that's only only like the next step in the journey, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like piggyback on that, what I've been saying with a lot of people lately is like, 
this uh, this progression people keep thinking is like a linear line, but it's it's quite the opposite, right? It's like a bunch of waves, a bunch of mountains, it's highs and lows, peaks and lows as well. So yeah, I mean, even to add to your point there. So I, I, as a trainer at, at at Lifetime or just any gym I've worked at, I've always told clients like, you know, we're we're not we're 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 more about the process rather than the outcome itself. So you just continue to to think about you know the the the, the journey is the goal really. You just want to continue to make you know there's going to be lumps and there's going to be up and downs along the way but as long as you're consistent you'll you'll get to where you're looking for through trial and error yes 100 percent. yep mark anything to add to our spiel there man y'all just great stuff i i love i love when uh when guys when you guys are going off and talking about cool stuff and i'm just i just get to sit here and listen um and it's so funny how the I remember a few years ago when I was I was reading a lot of books. I was reading a lot of like philosophy books, business, and uh, you know self development and all that cool stuff. And I noticed that the same themes were being spoken about again and again. It's you know, you know, consistency, work hard, you know, control things that you can, you know, focus on what you can control. And it's funny how um, we all kind of know that stuff at a, uh, at a surface level. But when you start really, really reading it and learning about it and applying it, then it becomes you're studying it, right? You're studying the concepts and really and really applying them. So um, I, I think if we're saying the same stuff over and over again, you know, from I think what's now this is episode 28 or whatever, all the way to episode 100 and beyond, then that's great. Hopefully the audience members that stick with us that long uh, will study and learn kind of what we what we have to say. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's fantastic, man. And it's. Talking about Ben Bruno, I mean, he's a—he's obviously a really good coach. He's very smart, knows what he's doing. He's funny as hell. Like he has a great, great rapport, uh, and really, he's really good at chopping it up with his clients. Um, but w- what does he have his clients do? They squat, they press, they push, they pull, they hinge, they carry. I mean, the the tools might change from time to time. Each of them uh, hits different, you know, different loads and, and rep schemes and all that stuff. But um, you know. It's still simple stuff. I've been doing, you know, I've been doing two movements for the last three years. Um, now, Kevin's been doing, you've been doing about, I guess, five or six movements technically for your training, but that's still not a lot. Um, but you still gotten great results from it. It's obviously been very, been very effective. I mean, Eric's big barbell guy, you know, you've been training the barbell. I'm sure you've been doing dumbbell and other accessories with those as well. Of course. Yeah. When it, boils, when it boils down, uh, it's still probably not a lot of movements in a, in a training session. You're just focusing on getting better. So yeah, I think that that philosophy totally, uh, it totally works with anything. Just, just take the time, be consistent and you know, you're going to get a little better every time. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, even, even to the, the point as trainers, you know, uh, you speak, go back to Ben, Ben a little bit, you know, keeping it simple, but he would always, always say it's three questions when you start with somebody, you know, what, what, what's their training goal? what's their previous training history and what is their injury history? Once you know those three things, you can pretty much take off with it. So uh, I, I, it's easy to complicate things. Even as a coach, I, I still, sometimes to this day, I find myself that, you know, you want it, you're like, Oh, this can't be it. You know, there's, you know, a lot of times we, you, you think about the X's and O's of, of training, you know, rep sets, exercise selection, um, you know, how, how you coach it, whatever else. But like, Keep it simple, stupid. It's, a, it's the name of the game. Yeah. Just continue to do that. It's very. It's easier to have a surface level, as I say it. It's it's simple, but it's very easy to comp, you know make it complicated. So uh, you know, just stick stick to the roots, stick to the basics. That's why I like the Boyle scheme so much. You know, the, um, the MBSC system worked really well, and I, I've utilized that for for years, and obviously put my own spin on it more or less, um, you know, based on my own, own experiences, but. Um, as Mike would always say, you know, find a good recipe and stick to it. You, you don't, you don't want to be going off, like doing 10 different recipes all in one, you know, a lot, you know, how does that work out in a cooking, you know, if you're cooking something and then you're making a lot of different things or trying to put a lot of things together. So, you know, it's good to stick to, stick to a, a, a solid recipe and make it, you know, make it your own more or less. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I can't agree anymore. Yeah. That's pretty much what I well, There's nothing else to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we kind of on the, on the situation, you talked about, um, for like certification, stuff like that, future projects, anything like long-term you're looking to get into in the next five years. Yeah. I mean, it's five years, you know, but yeah, I get, I, I get that question a lot, you know, like, Hey, what's the, what's the long-term goal? But my mindset is always being present at the time. So it's, it's hard for me to really answer that question. I'm so sorry. 
Yeah, no, good, good answer. It's not even a trick question, but I, I would answer it similar, similar to you. Um, more recently, uh, I forgot who I got it from, but uh, putting the, I put together a goals timeline for myself. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it currently too, but things that I want, like certifications I want to get and things I want to get and trying to give myself some, some strict di- uh, uh, deadlines for them. But at the same time, it's one of those things where like, it's good to have a map out of what you're looking for. But much like a training program, it's gonna it's gonna change, you know, based based on your environment, based on what's going on around you over the course of time. So, you know, things do change. It's not always gonna be linear, as you sort of mentioned earlier. So, uh, I, I like that you said that because it's it's so true, and I have to remind myself of that all the time because a lot of times I'm pretty rigid of like I want to do this at this time frame. And like I said, I still ask those questions, like I like what what where, where do you see yourself in X amount of years, but like you said, it's, it's not always going to be that way as far as knowing it, it's going to be daily. It, it could change. So um, it's good to have some like ideas of where you're looking to go, but yep. along the way you might make some, some switch ups just based on what's going on around you. So. Yep. I mean, that's hundred percent true. I mean, I'm my, I'm a Buddhist or that's what the religion that I believe in. So mindfulness yep. is super key for me yep. to keep life simple and try not to have any external uh, stress on myself. Yep. So to answer that question for you, I guess a little bit more in depth is to be good at what I at, where I'm at right now, be a better coach, be good at GS. And then we'll see what happens after that. What path leads on to that. Yeah. Just worry about your next step. That's the big thing. What, what's the next step? Don't worry about the 10 steps ahead of you. I do that all the time. That's what I need to work on. I don't know where you're at tomorrow, but I feel like that's my biggest flaw yeah. is thinking too much down the road. It's like, just think about your next step. Easier said than done on the surface level. It sounds easy, but uh, just just whatever your goal is, whatever your main thing you're looking to do, just make that the priority, basically. Yep. Yeah. No, I think that's that's really cool, man. I, I love all that. It's actually funny. When you mentioned uh, uh, being a practicing Buddhist, uh, that reminded me way back, like a year and a half ago, uh, almost two years ago now, when we first started the show, Derek Chrysler was actually one of our first guests on. And uh, at the time, I was I was like devouring a bunch of philosophy books. I was reading, um, I guess, philosophy slash religion, technically. But I was reading a lot of like Stoic philosophy. I read a couple of Thich Nhat Hanh's books um, and was reading about like Buddhism. I was reading about Taoism. And I was just it was really especially in that really, really stressful time, you know, early days of the, of the pandemic. It was, uh, you know, you fa- I found myself a lot of time because like all the other trainers, I was unemployed and at home and trying to, to not go stir crazy. He mentioned that you uh, you have met Thich Nhat Hanh and you you studied under him. Um, oh, I mean that. I, I wish I could say that's true, but I've I've never I've never met Thich Nhat Hanh before. I've been okay in the um, I would I wouldn't say the palace, but where he started everything in Plum Village in France. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. So so my brother is a, a Buddhist monk, and he actually was there. Oh, wow. He's learning from um, a lot of, you know, a lot of masters and I don't know, um, brothers and sisters, I guess you can call it. But yeah, the person that I know that I've met is Brother Fak Hu, who learned from Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, that's cool. So that's the only, that's the, that's the closest thing to Thich Nhat Hanh besides being in, because um, I guess steering off a little bit when we went on a family vacation to Vietnam. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh was at this uh, temple that he was staying at, but we were unable to go and visit him at the time because of his illness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's really neat. I mean, and yeah, I'm glad you set the record straight because I obviously I heard that account from Derek a couple years ago. So I'm glad you I'm glad you kind of set that straight for me, Eric. If you ever have time, man, um, you should Google this guy Thich Nhat Hanh. He's uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, he has some amazing books on like just not just Buddhism, but just mindfulness. And he's got this really cool. Uh, I saw it on VHS back in the day because I'm old, but peace is every step. Just a really cool. Uh, he does a peace walk every single year for for Vietnam. And and um, and obviously he's very, very, you know, like like many uh, in that camp, very, you know, anti-violence and all about, you know, peaceful and uh, mindfulness. But he's 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 an extraordinary human being and just um, and just really cool. You'll learn a lot, a lot of really cool stuff from you. Um, so so to kind of stay stick with the Buddhism thing, have you how long have you been? If you don't mind me asking, I don't want to get too personal with you. I'm just curious about this. Uh, have you been were you were you kind of raised in a Buddhist um, kind of household? 
Yep, my mom and awesome. dad 100% Vietnamese, and that was the culture that I grew up in and mm-hmm. the religion that I practiced. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, when we were young, younger, it's kind of different. We don't believe in that stuff because there's a lot of things that you're like, ah, I really don't want to go down there. But yeah, you get older, I appreciate everything that my parents did because, you know, ultimately it's because of them that I do practice the way I practice alongside my brother as well, too. Um, and it really helped transition into GS, kettlebell, or whatever I'm doing. Right? At that moment, I'm just trying to be good at where I'm at. And then from there, shut it down, move on to the next thing. So That's awesome. I struggle with that every uh, second of every day, uh, Kevin. That's, that's my big thing is, especially now, you know, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home dad. And, you know, I've got a I've got a one year old uh, crawling around right now. She'll probably soon be running around. Um, but I, I struggle with that as well as like, you know, I, I want to get my my training sessions in and work towards my goals. I want to be present, um, you know, with my daughter and with my wife and my family. And uh, there's that kind of feeling of kind of being constantly pulled in, you know, multiple directions, which, you know, I'm 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 no exception. to Well, I know everybody feels this way, but um I, I, having only read a couple of books, I'm not going to say I really know much about Buddhism other than reading a couple of books, but I have found that meditation has definitely helped, uh, from time to time and doing, doing the deep, the deep breathing and everything. Do you, do you, pra- I'm sure you obviously practice mindfulness all the time, but do you, do you have dedicated meditation time that you practice every day? Yeah. Um, not, not as extent to what everyone believes meditation is all about. Yeah, because I feel like with my experience from talking to my brother, meditation manifests differently for everybody, especially yeah. throughout the day because of stress. Mm-hmm. So my time to meditate is honestly the car ride going to work, mm-hmm. um, and my hour to two hours, depending on the um, the prescribed uh, exercise of the day. That's my time to meditate. So that's great. Yeah, no, I love that man, and that's I, I've said this before. Um, that particularly for me, the Turkish get up movements like the get up that are, that are slower. Uh, they have a bunch of different steps. You know, I, I try really hard to focus on myself and on the bell and on the positioning and just block everything else out. Um, it's actually one of the lessons Mike Conway gave me when I first started, I, I just started training with bells and I did like a, a 12 K get up and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm freaking strong, bro. Check out my get up dude. Um, and I looked over and was talking to Mike while doing one. And he said, uh, stop talking to me and focus on the bell. Yep. Um, and it was great. It was, and, and afterwards he said, I didn't mean to sound like a jerk, but you need to, you need to be engaged uh, fully in the task because you have a weight over your head. Um, so you have to, it commands your respect and your, and your attention and your focus. So I, I couldn't agree more that training could definitely, if you really dial into it, it it's definitely a, a great form of movement meditation. So I love that for clubs too. I know you did the deviate, uh, the style. Did you do the cert? Was it last year? Or did you do the 2021? I did. Um, I was the first one in person at, um, in Deviate. I'm not sure if it was the headquarters, but it was in um, Philadelphia with yeah everyone in person. Yeah, with Phil and Pam, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to convince Eric to to come with me and have us do the uh, Deviate because he would just he would he would love it, especially the carryover into the uh, the barbell and and the bodyweight movement. So it's super yeah. fun. What would, uh, and it, we'll, we'll just make this as like a little, little cheap plug for Phil and Pam. What was the biggest lesson that you learned from doing the, the deviate cert? Mm. The, the biggest takeaway from the deviate cert was, um, time under tension, respect, whichever movement that you're, you're currently working on and be super patient, I guess I would say. Right. Because a lot of people, especially Eric, you know this right now, right? When it comes to barbell lifting, especially deadlift, uh, bench press, or any Olympic sports or Olympic lifts, a lot of people rush into it. Yep. And when you when you look into like the great folks that that came before our time, right? When we're when we're practicing all this stuff, they go through a ritual for the I would say like the first 20 seconds before Ooh. even approaching that bar, right? 100%. So, yeah. So that there's a big transition over from the deviate way into the barbell way. And you could even bring it back to the kettlebell way as well, too. Yeah. I would say own, own your starting position. That's the big thing I always think of. Too. Yeah. It's exactly. very key. I used to think it was stupid when I heard that, when coaches would tell me that. I'm like, what do you mean? And then when you think about it, like you said, if you rush it, any lift you do, it's, it's usually that first rep, first rep is going to mean a lot. So if you don't have the first rep down, the rest of them are supposed to be copies of the previous rep. And if the first rep's bad, 
the next couple reps probably aren't going to be any better, or it's it's going to be much harder to readjust once you keep going. So uh, that that goes for any exercise or anything you're doing. So own the start position for sure. Yep. So that that's one of the biggest or three or four things that I've mentioned. Biggest yeah. thing with right there. No, that's yep. great stuff. I I no same. I took that stuff away from it as well. And then for me, my two main ones were. Uh, we're trying to convince you, Eric. Right? I don't know if we're, we're succeeding. But, uh, <laughs> no, my, no, 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 no. I'm, definitely, I'm definitely into it. I have to obviously be, have time to. We're going to do it. We'll do it. So. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll, we'll set. We'll set. We'll, uh, I actually need to talk to Phil and see what their schedule is for the year. Cause I, um, Let me know. I, I, I'm, I could, I'm into it. I'm definitely into yeah. it. I think I need to, to expand my horizons anyway. So it'd probably be a good cert to well, get into it for sure. Yeah. So. No, it'd be great, man. My two, the two things I learned were number one, like I mentioned to you earlier, Kevin, are keep an open mind. You know, the first time uh they did the behind the heel start i was just like well, this is kind of weird i don't know if i like this very much it's harder uh especially double bell i'm like this is really awkward and i don't like this um right. but i stuck it out and i and i committed to it and i trained with the behind the heel start for uh for my swings and my cleans and my snatches and everything and then when i went to do my test so i've done I, i've done up to the 44 now I'm, I'm i'm inching my way to the 48 but uh every time i've tested on the 32 36 40 and 44 i've gone back to that hard style old school you know hike pass going into the uh swing and it's so much easier like the weight just flies up um so it's kind of cool it's like i've 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 uh i've made it intentionally a little bit harder and then I've gone and, you know, I, I go and do the, uh, the pre-swing and then it's like, oh shit, this, this bell feels even lighter than it you know normally does during training. So yeah. it's a great advantage. I mean, there's a lot of positive sides to that. I mean, especially with the hike position, you know, you're, you're cutting that momentum that you create within that hike or the yeah. hike uh, within the strong first. Big time. Um, you're wedging your, you know, time under tension the entire time. And then from there, learning to explode out of that position, right? Absolutely. So for yourself, and when you revert back to the original form, it should be much easier. Oh, definitely, man. And, and I was talking to my one of my other colleagues about this, and and how I would love maybe one day they'll they'll do a, a study or something on this. But I that that start position for the deviate. I mean, that's that's athletics. Yes. That's football. That's that's what you do. That's the that's the kettlebell sport. You know, uh, particularly the start of it. Um, you know, that's jumping. That's fighting. That's anything. You're starting. You know, from from nothing in your turning it on and exploding, you know, when you have to. So yep. it's, uh, it's really cool. I think, especially like sprinters and jumpers where it's like that, that split second, uh, you know, uh, acceleration and start. So it's, um, it's really, really cool stuff. Um, man, I know we kind of jumped all over the place. I've just been, I've been super pumped to talk about all this stuff with you, man. Um, Eric, do you have any other questions, man, before we go into the lightning round? I know. I think this, the lightning round will, will help, uh, bring it full circle so yeah. I think it'll be good. I've got one more question and you kind of asked you kind of answered this earlier but I, I want kind of <laughs> a little bit more of a of an in-depth answer if you feel like it um when it and and feel free to to factor in everything like your athletics background your your lifelong Buddhism practice when you are working with a client or student what is your primary goal when working with them helping them deal with stress and help achieve their goals, right? Everyone's a little different. I, I'm a, my biggest, my biggest belief is that stress manifests differently for everybody. And it's my mission to help them deal with stress or help cope with stress at that given moment to hopefully at the end of the session, they feel relief one way or another, right? So whether it's through a good workout, a good talk session, or just lending an ear, a lot of people don't know this, but physical workout is the same as a mental workout. So I'm just there to help guide them through it. So um, everyone always says, like, I'm either a strength coach, a military person, right, just kind of hounding them, or just a friend lending an ear. Either way, we're working, and we're just I'm trying to make them better. Amen to that. That's a great answer. That's I, a hell of an answer. I, I, I love I that. Agree with, I agree with all that. I, can, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more, actually. That's, that's great. You, you sum that up exactly. Like, that's the thing too is you know people don't realize you know it's it's sort of like a therapy session in a way when you're training somebody and and you know you want to help them through their stress their stress throughout the whole day you know people are, are building stress throughout each day throughout each week or whatever else so yeah. uh, if we can be there to just sort of you know make them feel even a little bit better than when they first came in I feel like that's that's you know we we did our job so I, I tell my clients that all the time so it's not it's not all about the X's and O's all the time and 
And uh, I, and actually even to add to that too, I think I like the idea of, um, you know, like daily estimated maxes. So like, sometimes you're not going to go all out. Like you might have planned that they're going to go 80% on a deadlift, but maybe they're not feeling it that day. So we're, yeah. we might do more mobility work or we might just lower the percentage and, and just work on the skill itself. But it's really going to be, you know, day by day, much like goals would be and everything else and what we're looking to do. So uh, that was a great answer. Yeah. And then like piggybacking on that, right? I, the people who you work with, they'll eventually become friends, right? Totally. And then as a friend, you actually understand that for me, I, I kind of tricked all of my friends, right? Because the first question that I always ask for everybody is, how are you feeling? And right. then that dictates what that program is going to be for today. So Absolutely. yeah, like X and O's, I put this down 80% of the max. But depending on that answer, shoot, that 80, 80% might stay at 80 or it just might dip down to 65, right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, that's good. I, I I totally agree. Tony Genicor used to say that. I don't know if you know Tony Genicor. Mm-hmm. He always talks about like he coined like the daily estimated max. I think he has a, a blog post about it, but it's it's so true. I mean, I used to think, you know, when I first started too, and my first year of training is you had to follow the script. Like if you go off the script, they're not going to get to their goals. But we all know that that's not the case. And usually, and I would say 80% of the time, you'll probably hit the numbers you're looking to hit, but then you'll have 10% where it, feels awful and you're, you're just not going to hit your numbers. And then the other 10%, you're going to be a rock star and probably go ahead of that, those numbers. So yeah, it really, it really is, is a day by day thing. So, yeah. And that's why I keep saying that's a part of our job, right. And um, within this career to be able to identify that, be able to adapt, adjust and, exactly. and um, do it the right and safe way. Is, is yeah, what I exactly. Yep. So you have to, yeah, exactly. You have to adapt to what, what the, the person in front of you, what, what their needs are and, and, and make it work for them at that given time. Um, and, th- and that's the hard part of our jobs, I would say, too, in, in a good way is, uh, you know, we, ha- we have to be able to adapt on the fly a lot of times. And you don't know, like when that person comes in, like, you know, they're confirmed for that session. You don't know how they're going to be when they show up. So they, they, they could come off. Like I've had people text me and like, you know, I, I think it's going to be a normal session. And all of a sudden they have all these stressors going on. And it's like, shoot, we have to script or we have to scrap a lot of what we were going to do. So yeah. couldn't agree more. Yeah. The stress, the, the, the stress management is, is absolutely one of the biggest factors for sure. Kevin, I love that. I, one of my favorite things to do, and I, I'm, you know, you obviously, you, you've also been through the deviate system. So you've learned about this as well. Um, and we, we don't need to go down this rabbit hole too much, but like the, the heart breathing, did you, did you go over that with Phil? The harmonica and breathing with the kettlebell on your abdomen or no no unfortunately i didn't know oh cool well i don't want to give any of that away but it's cool but one of my one of my favorite things to do this can be for you guys and our audience and uh maybe even take this home to your clients uh if i'm having a really crazy day and i'm just like mentally really scatterbrained um a lot of times because i tend to be a very hyper person i'm i'm very hyper uh my wife and technically she is a psychiatrist uh so she probably is right but she's she's unofficially diagnosed me with uh with adhd um even though she's you know she didn't officially diagnose me because she's my spouse but um but anyway so i'm i'm always kind of up here naturally and then when there's stress going on you know i just i just get to an even kind of higher level i tend to find myself if i calm myself down prior to a training session I tend to have a better, a better workout and I'm, and I'm more focused and driven. One of my favorite things to do, man, I just lay down on the floor, place my hands over my, over my belly. Um, I kind of bend my knees with my feet up kind of close to my butt or just in a comfortable position. I just take 20, uh, deep belly breaths, like treat the belly like a big balloon, inhale, fill it up, exhale, let it all out. Nice, slow, deep breathing, 20 of those breaths. And, uh, man, you know, I just, I, I feel a lot of those days, I just feel the worries kind of melt away and I'm able to kind of focus on what I'm doing. And that's where we can, I feel like we should do another episode totally about breath and about mindfulness and, and meditation, all that stuff. But, um, for everybody, that's just a little, little kind of little thing you can do just to kind of help you get into, uh, into a good positive mindset for training. So, yeah. and I mean, at that moment right there, that is your meditation for the day. Yes. Yes. Right? 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> You're in the moment and you're present. And I, uh, man, I just, we're going to have to do a, a separate thing on like Buddhism and training and, and the parallels and, and how they've been, they've, I'm sure each practice has enhanced one another. And there's been a, there's been a really cool synergistic relationship, but I've, you know, being present, I think that's something we all struggle with, especially with this thing in our, in our pocket all the time, notifications, news feed, this, that, you know, it's, it's amazing how much harder it has become to be present with one another and, uh, and how something that we have to, uh, we have to practice. 
So yeah, even to add to that, Demarco, I think what I've been doing with a lot of my clients lately is I actually so I put my phone away. So whenever I'm training people, unless I really need it, I yeah. just put you know I have a drawer that I put my stuff in, and I'm you know I used to in the past you know I would so I would show clients things on Instagram or whatever I would just, or I would just be showing them whatever it was, and and now I feel I'm I'm more in the the mindset of like be present in the moment as much as I can. Obviously, there's going to be some some leeway, but for the most part. If you do, you'll notice a big difference. You won't be distracted nearly as much. Because um, I see people all the time. You see people like they could be training someone and texting on their phone. You know, it's like that's that's not good practice. Yeah. So yeah. you see it all the time. I've seen it in commercial gyms any, everywhere I've gone. And um, as you guys know, as well as me, it's like that distracts you and it takes away from the, the client. So um, I, w- I know I wouldn't want that if someone was training me. So it goes a long way. Definitely right. not. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, unless it was like, a, you know, a family emergency or something and it's like, hey, oh, I got to yeah. be. I got to be available for, you know, my spouse or whatever. That's a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always exceptions to the rule, of course, but you, you got to be consistent with <laughs> back to consistency, consistent with not doing that. So it's, it's, it's very hard though. Don't, the, the beginning when I first was doing it, I was like, wow, this is actually harder than I thought. Cause I'd want to show clients something like, Oh, like yeah. here's the idea. I was, or here's something I was telling you about last week. And you know, maybe I would show them a clip or something like that. A lot of times I like to like, you know, have fun with my clients too, and show them like funny videos or whatever. Just, Oh like, yeah just have a good time. And, and obviously without the phone, sometimes you feel like you're naked. You're like, okay, now what? So, um, again, that makes you, that forces you to be present and forces you to be in the moment and, uh, not think about that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Man. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, uh, we're going to go into our kind of last segment here. So what we like to do with our guests, Kevin is uh, what we we'll call a lightning round. There's no right or wrong answer. So don't worry, but we, we tend to kind of pose kind of a, this or that style of question or just kind of something that's kind of a quick answer that you can give just a fun way to kind of get to know you and for the <laughs> audience to kind of, kind of get to know you a little bit more. And Eric and I are going to go kind of back and forth with, uh, with our questions. Like I said, no right or wrong answer. Just give us the answer off the top of your head. And uh, these are fun. These are going to be fun questions. They're not going to be like anything super serious. So um, getting prepared for family feud. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Go Eric. With the Super Bowl coming up a couple of weeks, you know, we got a couple of teams left. What are your predictions for the Super Bowl matchup? And who's gonna win? Um, it's hard, it's hard to say this, but I think Kansas City is gonna take it away with the experience and with the depth that they have, and you can't really go wrong with Patrick Mahomes. There you go. Yeah. Nice. That's a safe answer. Yeah. yeah. So if you had to choose only one to train for your clients, not for yourself, for your clients. Yep. Uh, would you choose hard style or GS? I would say hard style. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, GS, GS is unfortunately, I mean, it's not unfortunate, but it's more incredible sports, more being in an athlete and you got to be in that right mentality. Goals have to link up properly in order for us to go down that route. Yeah. Don't tell me there's a time and place for it, but as of right now, a good, a good baseline would be hard style. Okay. Awesome. Great answer. What would one book recommendation be for our audience? For our audience? Ooh, um, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay past on this one for now. I'm gonna get back to that one. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, record that for the for the future. No, I'm just kidding, Eric. It's not a big deal. Um, so, are you a Star Wars guy? Do you like Star Wars? I'm I actually because of my fiance, I'm starting to get into Star Wars, but I'm not gonna lie. The first couple of uh, movies, mm-hmm. maybe it's just because I'm spoiled with the generation that I'm in right now. But the yeah. graphics was god terrible. It makes yeah. me yeah, they're they're kind of old. No, I, I hear you, man. So um, out of out of the ones you have seen, which one was your favorite, if if at all? Um, Return of the Last Jedi, Han Solo. Um, top of my head, those two. I mean. I did not follow the sequence, so I'm so sorry for the Star Wars fan. I actually jumped around. Um, and my biggest Kevin, thing. Kevin, like, why? Oh, oh, show me. So. Yeah. Kevin, you can leave now. It's okay. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, oh, now I got the answer to the book. Yep. Conscious Coaching. Really good one. Which one? Conscious Coaching. Oh, yeah. Brett. Brett, Brett, Brett Bartholomew. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Excellent choice. I, I I say it's a good one. I actually haven't read it. I I'll, I'll, a lot of my former strength coaches that I've worked with and, and even current, they all say to read it. So I definitely got to add that to my shelf. It's on my reading list. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what would be let's see? Um, favorite type of music? Oh, all right. This is two part to this. Um, country. 
Love country. Okay. Mellow, okay. So I, I can get into it. But because of the GS, I'm, I, I can't. My coach actually yelled at me for listening to too much country. Yeah. So because of that, or maybe <laughs> because he's in Ireland, it's a lot of electric EDM right now. So really? Day of, of training, yes. Do you yeah. like hip-hop at all? Uh, DeMarco, I'm a big hip-hop guy. You like any, what do you like for hip-hop? Um, I guess for me, the definition of hip-hop would, I don't know if it is true or not, but for me, it's like Kanye, old Kanye, uh, Dre, yeah. Uh, yeah. G-D, so all of the oh, bro. yeah, yeah. You're, you're on you're on to it yep as I said, that's what i usually listen to when i work out however every once in a while you need some hard rock i need like metallica or something like that or, or you know something that's a little bit more in your face kind of thing but it really depends on what i'm what i'm working out to i guess or what yeah. i'm doing for a workout so yeah but it, it's interesting you said country i it's funny when i was at boils country was like a lot of the hockey teams would request country music <laughs> if, if you haven't tried yeah. it it out it's super mellow you get yeah. really into it and it's just very calm and relaxing so does yeah, DeMarco, you you'd be surprised like it, you, even like I don't, I don't know if you had this experience but like that boils a lot of like the the high school kids were like even when they were going for like heavy weights they're like they're like yeah put on country and like I, that would shut shock me i didn't think that would amp me up but no kidding yeah yeah, yeah you'd be surprised that's actually really funny yeah so that my uh one of our great friends and colleagues jimmy um his his hype up song is take it out on me uh i think it's florida georgia line man he when oh. he when he puts that song on he like that's that's his 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 pump up uh for a heavy for a heavy overhead press so uh yeah, yeah may, maybe i should get on that uh get on that country train so yeah. this this question is directly from phil uh he asked uh whose legs are thicker uh yours or fion's <laughs> or oh, finn oh 100 it's mine I'm gonna say, <laughs> yeah. That's a confident answer. I love that. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, I am so sorry. Thanks for all the all the recommendations, but my quads are the show. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> damn. Okay. So Finn is how you pronounce his name. Yeah, Finn. Or oh, Finn. okay. I've been saying it wrong. Okay, cool. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> what What is your favorite exercise for like a barbell or dumbbells? What What do you What's your go to? Uh, favorite exercise in general or barbell specific? We'll, we'll we'll say barbell specific. Barbell specific. Uh, I would. Man, this is like the mantra side of me, right? Um, I can't I can't narrow it down. It, it has to be three, and it it it's from the functional dead uh, deadlift, back squat, bench press. Boom. All right, I like that answer. I'm a big yeah. I'm a big deadlift guy, so I, clearly by the name of our podcast, too, like, we 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 like deadlifts here. So yeah, we love we love deadlift. <laughs> Yeah. So, what is um, to go into the deadlift? Actually, what's the what's the most weight you've ever pulled? Um, conventional style, four hundred five. Nice. Uh, back squat, four forty five. Bench press, three forty five. Damn. Oh, okay. Wow. So those are college, college, college. All college years. Yep. Awesome, man. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. Who is your hero? Who do you look up to? Well, we can go with the Tom Brady route, saying my mom and dad. But to be honest, um, I would say superhero, Superman. He gives a lot of hope in life. So I follow him. And by the way, guys, off the record, is Tom Brady actually retiring? Is that actually happening? I, I don't know. There's speculation saying he has never said anything. Back and yet. forth, aren't they? Yeah. There's a lot of news on that. You'll find out. So. Do what? Yeah. Just talk to Giselle. You'll find out real yeah, quick. Exactly. Sure, he probably knows. She already knows the answer. <laughs> I don't think he's going out like this, man. I think he's coming back for one more year. He's yeah. got he's got too much fire in his belly. Well, that that was his statistically his best year was this year. It was one of the best years for him, anyways. So he still I, has it. I heard a report uh, actually yesterday from Tony Romo. I think he took a take on this, saying that Tom Brady might need a off year, just like Michael Jordan did before his return for another challenge. Oh wow! Uh, if that's if that's true, hey, it would be it would be quite interesting. Be wild, especially yeah. at his age. Like you know, he'd be, he'd be past forty five at that point. So, yeah. Hey, my speculating. Uh, they were saying that 49ers back to his home roots. Yeah, oh, that'd be interesting. Dude, that would be sick, man. I, I'm a I, I'm a I'm a child. So I grew up watching the 49ers with my dad, and uh, so I I'm actually really I'm pulling hard for Jimmy G, even though <laughs> I don't I don't know if their offense can do it, but. Um, yeah, that would that would be sick, man. That would be really cool. <laughs> so, awesome, man. Well, uh, well, good stuff. That was all, man. Those are all some great takeaways, Kevin. I uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being on and, and taking 
time out of your Sunday morning to be on here with us. Yeah. You know, um, but I, man, that was a, that was a super awesome conversation we had with you and you're, I'm even more interested in, in GS now when we, uh, when I can find some time, man, we're going to have to get together and, uh, and do, I, I'd love to learn some GS stuff from you, um, yeah. later down the road. Maybe we can drag Eric, drag Eric in there too. And we can teach him some yeah. hard style stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, um, a, there's, there's one thing that I forgot to mention. Um, and it, it revert back to Eric's question that I kind of like breezed by was, for the bay, uh, it went back to why I'm doing GS or what my current goals was. Yes. Yeah. My answer to that, after 45 minutes of this, reflecting back at it, um, I always say that I always have to tackle my weakness so that I can turn my weakness into strength. And at the time, strength was my strength or being strong. My conditioning was really bad. So. I actually reached out to Finbar, and that's how I actually got into GS style. It's a lot of endurance base, a lot of aerobic training, and because of that, it's it's made a big difference in my training and my philosophies. So, wow, no, that's a good answer. Uh, also, before we get into our our dad joke, what um, where can people find you? Where where like what outside of so Insta What's your Instagram handle for the audience? Kev, I think it's Kev underscore Duong D U O N P. Okay. okay. And then anywhere else, do you have any like website or anything like that or anywhere else people can? No, I try to keep it super simple. So that's like my main one. Um, you can always go to uh, thetrainroomboston.com reach, and you can always reach out to me there or kev at thetrainroomboston.com is my email as well too. Yeah. So. Anything else to add to Marco? No, man. I think that's great. I think let's let's go let's go into our, our respective uh, corny dad jokes and let's uh, let's wrap this thing up, Kevin. I definitely will would love to have you on again for another episode. One hundred percent. Yeah, you'd be good. When Omicron, uh, you know, <laughs> dies down and and hopefully hopefully this pandemic will end one day. Uh, I would love to get in person with you and we could definitely do some videos together about like GS versus hard style pros and cons, benefits of each, and then I, I would just I would love to see you in action. Um, random question. I, I just thought about this. When yep. you do go to your competitions, um, do they live stream them anywhere or is it just kind of, just kind of an in-house thing? <clears throat> I think it's, um, a, a couple of people was asking that and I was trying to find a reason why they couldn't. Um, mm -hmm. everyone does like Facebook live, um, and Instagram yeah. live time as well too. So oh, okay. during my first competition, I was going to, I was going to do that so that everyone at home could see it. But obviously because of my first live competition i was nervous so i was like yeah. nope just record yeah. it myself and that's it yeah. but in the near future that's what i'll be doing oh man if you do that you you put put a post up or whatever and let, let us know ahead of time and you'll i can i can tell you right now you'll have at least one one viewer because I, I i love comp i love watching people compete in basically anything um i think it's fun so that's really I got, cool i got two coming up one is in march and then the other one is i think in november so awesome yep. when well, where are they at well, uh, the one in March, it's going to be a half marathon. We didn't touch base on that, but this is considered my off-season training. So okay. competing a half marathon, that's going to be in Georgia, Kennesaw, I believe, live in person. And depending on that, hopefully I'll get to serve, um, the reps and being able to qualify for that to go to Portugal to represent another affiliation for Team USA. Man, that's really cool. So you're kind of the the Jason Bourne of of uh, kettlebells. Is kind of what I'm what I'm hearing here. Listen, if if that's what you want to call it, I'll <laughs> humbly accept. You'll take it. I know he's a badass. So yeah, he is a badass. So no, that's really cool. Awesome. Well, uh, I, we won't put you under under pressure yet, uh, Kevin. But Eric, what's your what's your terrible dad joke? Why did the football coach go to the bank? Oh, is it is it a are we supposed to answer that or? Yeah, yeah. Cry, yeah. And he's going to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm super bad at jokes. Um, to bench his starting quarterback. Close. Marco, what do you think? To find a quarterback? To get his quarterback. Yeah. Uh, uh, to get his quarterback. Okay. Yeah. I heard this one before, too. <laughs> oh, you, guys were, you guys were on to something. So that's my, that's my which, corny one. Which bear is the most condescending? I don't know. I'm going to have to say the black bear. <laughs> yeah. Black bear? Um, a panda. Panda bear. <laughs> yeah, got it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, All about. right, Kev. So that's why I'm so bad at these dad jokes. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Uh, what you got, What you got, Kev? Uh, what did the dog study at college? 
<laughs> I can see Eric's face right now. He's thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Damn, I'm trying really hard on this one too. I don't know. No, what is it? Parkology. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Who gets the point? Who gets the who gets the best joke out of us three? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess you can let anyone decide on that I think one. Kev's was Kev's was, Kev's was pretty good. Um <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, fellas, uh, that was another another awesome another awesome episode. Kevin, again, thank you so much for being on, man. We appreciate your time. Uh, definitely got some great takeaways, and uh, you've just you just hearing you talk about kettlebell training and GS and everything has just gotten me even more excited to continue my own journey into the bells and uh, kind of inspired me to pick up those Buddhist books again and kind of read those again and study and learn because there's just there's there's so much that you can learn from mindfulness and, and trying to slow things down and, and being present and being in the present moment. And I think that's, especially in today's day and age, especially like now we have like the metaverse and everything, which is, you know, there, there's going to be even more of an emphasis on entering this digital world. That's, you know, not real <laughs> and right. disconnecting from our own bodies and our own relationships. So I, um, it's needed now even more so than ever. So, yeah. Um, but man, great. Yeah. Oh, oh no, uh, just piggyback on that. Um, just breathe and the power of your breath is underestimated or underutilized. Boom. I love that. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. And that's that's a hell of a takeaway. So um want to thank all of you so much for tuning in to another episode of Deadlifts, Dogs, and Dad Jokes. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I want to leave you with an empowering mission for yourself. Train your body, feed your mind. <laughs>